Ой, брала девка You're listening to Season 1, Episode 5 of Just Gals Being Pals, a Xena Celebration. I'm your host, Bob. And I am your other host, Caitlin Picante. <laughs> uh, we are starting to get into, uh, I don't know, I, I kind of, I, I want to say we're getting into the meat of it, but this episode is like Gabrielle's in the bar, and then... <laughs> Has one scene with the prince, and that, that's pretty much it. Feels she like has like very two dialogue lines at the end. Yeah. And that's it. We'll get into more meat next time, maybe. Yeah. Because then we've got Aries. Mm-hmm. But today, it's the path not taken. Caitlin, why don't you tell us about what happens in the path not taken? I'll tell you about the path that you didn't take. So we open on a quaint little romantic picnic that is clearly about to get dequaintified. When some baddies leap out of the bushes and kidnap who we learn is the princess of some land. Her beloved 12-year-old fiancé is devastated. Zena and Gabby make it to the town of whatever and settle down at a seedy tavern to show off Zena's legs and grab a bite to eat. While there, they're propositioned by the child prince to rescue his fiancé. Zena turns down the bag of gold and tells the child prince to take that money and feed the hungry. She takes his necklace in payment instead and vows to rescue the princess and stop the war that might ensue if she is not returned to safety. They hatch a plan that involves Zena going to bang around with her old mercenary pals and Gabby staying here unsupervised, which guarantees she's going to get up to some trouble. We pivot to a guy who looks like a snake, and we know he's the bad guy here. We learn that the snake Mezentius is selling weapons to both sides of this potential war and is responsible for the kidnapping in hopes of ensuring more profits from wartime. Enter Xena, pretending to be evil in a bar full of scoundrels who question the rumors they have heard about her good deeds. She covers up saying these are all lies, and she's only interested in profits. We soon see Marcus, her old flame, who Xena convinces that she's still the old warrior. They smolder at each other intensely, while we learn more about the snake Byzantius, who seems to be pretty damn evil and rapey. Super gross and rapey. No me gusta. Xena relies on her hella high charisma to bluff her way into a deal with the snake Mezentius by pledging her army to fight for both sides to ensure the war and the profits last longer. This allows her to snoop around for a way to escape with the princess. Meanwhile, back in town, our little troublemaker Gabby decides that she can single-handedly get the prince to his future father-in-law's court and explain that it was not him that was involved in the kidnapping of his daughter in an attempt to straighten out all this war business. So off they go with no guards, no preparation, and no plan. Super good idea. Marcus shows Xena a sexy hot spring bathroom and they smolder at each other some more and get a little smoochy. But Xena's distracted from Marcus's hot buns by the shouts of the princess who's being carted off to rapey town. The princess is able to get a knife and threatens to throw herself off the top of the wall, but Xena convinces her not to and ensures her that she's there to rescue her, setting up a plan to meet in the night and escape. Xena then breaks into the armory to check out the weapons and looks for a way for the princess to get out when she's caught by Marcus. Again, she bluffs her way out of trouble, and Marcus helps cover for her, saying he was showing her the inventory. As they talk, Marcus shares that he tried to leave the mercenary life once after seeing some fucked up shit. He failed at staying away, though, and now he feels like a sellout. 
Zena shares some reserved but deep thoughts and tries not to let Marcus distract her from the mission, even though there's palpable boner tension between them. Back in Gabby's world, she and the prince are in prison, which is exactly what happens when you just wander around saying, take me to the king, to random guards. As Zena works to get the princess out of Dodge, she covers their escape by throwing the princess into a hot bath and then casting a wall of sexiness in front of her to keep her from being discovered. She sneaks the princess into a weapons box, but is again discovered by Marcus, who might be stalking her at this point. He doesn't take her side, so Zena clocks him and knocks him the fuck out before fighting the guards who come running to his call. As the fight continues, the princess runs up onto a ledge where Marcus attempts to recapture her. But then the snake Mezentius tries to shoot the princess down, and Marcus instantly steps in front of the arrow and takes it to the chest. In rage, Xena uses her chakram to cut the snake's throat before holding Marcus in her arms for his dying words. He asks her if he did it, if he did the good deed that starts you on the path of good. She assures them that, yeah, he did it. He did do it before he dies in her arms. Mm-mm. There's a scene we don't get to see where somehow Xena gets Gabby and the prince out of their conundrum, and they accompany Xena and Marcus's body to his funeral pyre, to the sound of hella badass singing by Xena herself, who then chants lovingly into the fire, My friend! The end. Oh, her poor friend. Her poor dead friend. Yeah, that's I I kind of forgot that. We like we don't even see how Gabby got out of prison. Oh. It's just, meh. She's just there. <laughs> And the prince and princess are, again, you're reunited. <laughs> well, that's good. At least there won't be a war. Yeah. Hooray. So they, they resolve the conflict and all that. So, I mean, that's good. But Xena yeah. doesn't get laid. So that's a bummer. Yeah. She just gets the setup. So many hot tub opportunities, too. I know. There's a lot of hot tub opportunities. There's a really nice bathhouse mm-hmm. in this episode that I am I want in my life. I wonder how many hot tub scenes there are in the show. There seems to be a lot of them so yeah. far. So far, we're pretty high numbers of hot tub scenes. <laughs> I mean, if we include the ones uh, in the Hercules episodes, too. Yeah. Yeah. Those ones were pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of hot tubs, especially when they're hot springs surrounded by plants and candles. Right? That place looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to hang out there. I do love the scene where Xena shoves the princess into the hot spring and she's mm-hmm. like shoving her down under the water. And she does this thing to distract Mazentius and where she just like flounces down on the edge of the tub and like spreads out her robe. So her legs are revealed like mm-hmm. way up high and like she just crosses her legs. It is it's a very epic moment. Um, <laughs> and he just stands there for a second dumbfounded. Yep. Where he's, he's just like, like well, <gasps> I don't know what to do with myself right now. <laughs> it's like, neither do we, Mazentius. Mm-hmm. Neither do we. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the very beginning for my just gals being pals moment because there's kind of an opening fight brawl. I don't know if it's if it's really that because there's there's like individual actions with like you know one person comes up and right. tries to attack them and Xena keeps fighting them off, but in this very nonchalant way that that makes it so that Gabby doesn't even notice right. that they're being attacked. It's or, really cute, and I, just, I think that that like shows how much she cares about her. Just like. I'm just going to protect her and everything's fine. I'm not yeah. going to like stress her out about us being in danger or whatever. Not going to draw her attention to it. Yeah. yeah. I do love the one where she whistles at Argo to have Argo kick that guy. Mm-hmm. And then Gabby turns around. She's like, did you whistle? She's like, yeah, wait up. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, precious. And then once we're in the bar is my best stunt, which Xena breathes fire 
at this guy, like, you know, grabs a torch off the wall and has some sort of terrible alcohol in her mouth and just sprays it out. And, and the guy's, Oh, okay. Okay. Leave me alone. Um, but the, <laughs> apparently Lucy Lawless actually did that stunt herself. Oh, for she real? actually breathed fire. There's, yeah. um, several times in this first season where she breathes fire. Yeah. I wonder if it's her every time. They, uh, what I was reading was like on Wush and a few other sources said that she did it for a while and then I, they eventually made her stop doing it because it was so dangerous. <laughs> they were <laughs> so, like, you're going to burn your pretty face off. Yeah. So maybe the first season or, or two. I don't know. That's funny. I couldn't find an exact point, but yeah. I do. She, in this one in particular, she makes such a good face at the end of her fire breathing too, mm-hmm. where she's got like the alcohol kind of dripping down her chin and she's just making this like face like i'm gonna fuck you up (laughs) it's good it's hot i like it totally and i also read a bit where she says this brawl is like the first action scene uh where she started to get it um like her quote is i i guess i'd been training for a while at this stage before this oh i hated it hated it hated it i used to dread another fight coming on now i quite enjoy it it's something all the exercise i get in a week and my body is much more flexible. <laughs> I move much faster from getting hit so much. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. So, like, her kind of getting into the role and getting used to being more action y. Doing that all much physical time. stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of physical stuff in these episodes. So yeah. I can imagine that being a big learning curve. Right. I mean, I'm sure Zoe does a ton of the, you know, more dangerous stuff, but there's still a lot of action and mm-hmm. moving around and yeah. that Lucy has to do too. Yeah. Especially after watching Haywire last night, I have like extra appreciation for when regular actors are doing all that physical stuff. Right. After seeing what it looks like when someone who is a trained athlete, trained fighter, right. doing M- MMA fighter stunts. actually punching and kicking. <laughs> and You're like, it oh, that's real. what that looks like. Yeah. And it's not just uh, choreography. I love that movie for that. I think she'd make an excellent Xena. Oh, she would. Yeah. Yeah. My Gals Being Pals moment was very much not Gals Being Pals because. Zian was so busy trying to save the princess and not get distracted by hot Marcus that she kind of seems like she forgets about Gabby until the end of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she does go to rescue Gabby before having her boyfriend's funeral, which I feel like <laughs> is very important. And Gabby's hardly in this one at all. So we don't get to see like, you know, their gay roots growing during the episode. Uh, but we'll get some good gay roots in the next one. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really interesting dynamic when we have these episodes where Gabby is not in them because you can like feel her absence. Like her absence is very palpable. Right. Like Xena had a lot to do. And so I didn't feel like the scenes were necessarily missing Gabby, but I felt like the dynamic of the show was missing Gabby's humor and like, you know, just the things that she brings to the scene. Right. Because I don't think there was nearly as much humor in this episode it was a little bit not dark per se but more emotional for i think the stuff going on between marcus and xena right with like the morality should i be a mercenary or should i do something else they have a very black and white view of it where he's like i tried to get out of the evil life and walk the only other path which is the good path Mm -hmm. and i couldn't so now i'm back here working for a rapist murderer man right (laughs) because those are the only options there might (laughs) there might be a middle way I don't know. They they don't go into it at all, but I just wonder what it is that he failed so spectacularly right. at that he felt, oh, my only recourse is to go back to being evil. And I know. My thought was like, could he not get a reg- like he couldn't do a regular job or something? Like, I feel like he could just hire himself out as a soldier mm-hmm. who's not working for like like a henchman for a rapist murderer guy. Mm-hmm. But 
apparently all the free enterprises are either strictly good or strictly evil. You can't, there's no regular people status. Yeah. Gray area. We don't do that here. I don't know. Maybe he just, he just doesn't like freelancing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe he needs somebody to tell him what to do. <laughs> I do like Marcus a lot though. I like his character. We yeah. don't get to see that much about him right now. We'll see more about him in the, in future episodes, even though he's dead. Yeah. Dead people don't stay dead. Come on. <laughs> Well, I guess Mortal he does. Beloved, is that the episode? He does say dead. Stay dead. He just, she goes to the. She goes to visit him. Yeah. In the dead place. In the dead place. And I like that they didn't have, their relationship seems complicated. So they allude to them having like a sexual connection in the past. Mm-hmm. And then that it, you know, maybe broke up weird or something. Because when they're like talking about the past, you know, she's asking him like, what do you remember about the past? And he's talking about it. And clearly he remembers mostly banging because that's what he's talking about. <laughs> Right. And he's like asking her what she remembers, you know, and if if she like has anger towards him or whatever. And it just seems like they have a pretty dynamic relationship, probably care about each other a lot, but then also have like, you know, that brotherhood bond of, you know, we've fought together and we're both warriors yeah. and stuff. So they have kind of a just interesting connection that's probably based in like adventures together. And then, you know, having seen some fucked up shit and then having banged. And then now they're kind of having this like extra layer of connection. Yeah. The way they played it, I mean, it really feels like they were in love at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And who knows what went wrong, but. In love, like evil style, though. (laughs) They're probably like, like mad about it or something Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, (laughs) But you kind of get that vibe, too, that because they they say something about how they haven't seen each other in a long time. Right. And so you kind of get that vibe of like they probably don't intentionally meet up these days you know mm-hmm. whatever was going on when they parted ways mm-hmm. i read into it probably way too much but my <laughs> head cannon needs to fill in all the blanks uh-huh. <laughs> so i'm like okay they haven't seen each other in a while clearly they don't intentionally have like meetups it's not like every february the, the 22nd you know uh-huh. we meet under the full moon and we bang because <laughs> they haven't seen each other in a while so uh-huh. so it's just interesting i like their relationship yeah, it's a fun was... person to bring in without, you know, like the big burly dude. Well, I guess he wasn't that burly, but the dude in with the kids in that other episode where she's all like, oh, oh I might be happy with you. Handsome, <laughs> caring dad. Yeah. Very caring dad. Very caring dad. <laughs> like, I don't buy that shit, but this is a romance that I buy. Yeah. Like, totally. she would totally be, yeah. have so much more in common with Some, this person. Yeah. Some of those she, she would be involved with yeah. work-wise as well, but, you know, they, they kind of get it together yeah. on that level. Somebody that understands the life that she's led yeah. not somebody that's like i don't i'm gonna hide your weapons i'll tell you where they are i'm a very caring dad there's a bit too when xena goes off to like this bar to meet Mizantius and mm-hmm. try and like ingratiate herself when she first gets there she gets off of argo and whispers something in her ear and then says okay go and argo wanders off and is like what what did she say to the horse yeah we don't get to find out <laughs> I'm assuming that she told Argo to go, like, wait somewhere or something. Mm -hmm. But then, like, when we see the end of the episode where, like, we don't get to see how Gabby's rescued, Mm -hmm. like, my mind goes back and was like, maybe she was like, go watch, go watch Gabby because I know she's going to get in fucking trouble. Right. So that's probably what (laughs) she said. Go rescue Gabby. (laughs) (laughs) Go babysit. (laughs) Babysit our baby girlfriend. That must be it. (laughs) Definitely. And when uh, when Marcus is showing her around the compound, so we we were talking about the hot tub, hot tub scenes. But the one thing he mentions is that it's like there's a hot spring underneath, and it heats the entire compound. And I think that's like super cool, like this ancient mm-hmm. 
heating technology. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting the hot steam everywhere. I was imagining, too, because I was like, ooh, is there, like, heated floors in the whole castle? That's mm, so, like, that's right? pretty fancy. Right, because normally when you get up in the morning, that stone is ooh. super cold on your oh, toes. Oh. Yeah. But if it's nice and warm all the time, mm-hmm. mm, then you just go hop in the hot spring. <laughs> Sign me up for that castle. <laughs> My best stunt is mm-hmm. a whole scene. I cheated. Yeah? <laughs> it's the fight <laughs> scene at the end when Marcus dies before Marcus's dramatic death. The fight scene is it's pretty intense because it's like a really small space in this like weapons vault room thing. Mm-hmm. And Marcus calls the guards and like six or eight guys run in and Xena starts doing it's I think what we're really used to seeing her doing where she's like running in a circle around a javelin, like kicking people. But this time she like actually like runs on the wall mm-hmm. and like it's really badass and she's like kicking people over and over and just doing all this kind of close quarters fighting while trying to get the princess out of the box and into a safer space and so she's like punch a guy kick a guy hit a guy help the princess kick a guy again help the princess a little more she's doing so much with her body i can't even imagine right like learning that choreography and then like mastering doing it so quickly it's really fun to watch her be able to do all those different things at the same time but there's a lot of kicking action it's good shit yeah and those couple moments of running along the wall are some of my favorites i love the way that looked i mean it's like it looked like it was plausible but you know just push it a little extra Uh yeah exactly (laughs) exactly same with like when she does her little flying kicks where she's like basically launching herself feet first at someone and kicking them repeatedly Mm -hmm. like you know minus the repeated kicks like that would be a plausible move but as she's flying through the air repeatedly kicking like (laughs) that's what makes it so awesome for me i just love it i love the little sound effects too of oh yeah like her kicking somebody 20 times before she hits the ground Mm -hmm. fuck yeah I mean, that's one of the great things in this whole series is just all the little sound effects, like extreme sound effects for yeah. tiny little things. Yeah. Turning your head. <laughs> kind of a <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, that's why that like the that uh, zine that they made for it was called Whoosh. Whoosh. <laughs> because of all those crazy sound effects. Yep. Love it so much. Love it. Yeah. If you haven't seen that, there's a, there's a website version of it. It's whoosh.org. W-H-O-O-S-H. And there's like tons of stuff from, you know, early on in the series. People were writing summaries and commentary and all sorts of behind the scenes stuff on there. It's really, really cool resource. I had to ask myself throughout this entire episode why these royal people who are both a prince and princess Mm -hmm. of two nations at war don't have any guards. Why do they have no guards? Hmm. Are they like, is it like a peasant village? They're the king of a peasant village? <laughs> like, what the hell? I don't know. They're out on their picnic with no guards. Gabby takes the prince on like the road to go to the other kingdom with no guards. And it's like, if you guys are at war, then like your lives are probably in danger all the time. Yeah. And you should maybe bring someone with you besides Gabby next time. Learn their lesson. You would think. They would have the budget for that. Right? (laughs) I mean, maybe the prince didn't bring any guards on this because he was trying to bang the princess. Well, also that. And he's like, want to make some grandkids? And she's like, we're not married yet. (laughs) Also, I don't think that's how lineage works. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like, he starts talking about grandkids before they've even gotten married. Like, maybe you should have your first kids first (laughs) before you have your grandkids. (laughs) 
But maybe he doesn't know how it works either. I mean, he is only 12. Oh, he's so baby faced. Yeah, he looks like way more of a baby than her. Baby she looks pretty young baby. too, but he just looks like a little baby. He's cute. Cute little baby. Marcus is fucking hot though. Prince boy is a cute little baby. Marcus mm-hmm. is a hot, sexy man. Mm-hmm. Just why I'm not mad about them having makeout scenes. Yeah. Might might get a little jealous of somebody else, but Marcus, I'm like, all right, I'll just join you guys later in the bathtub. <laughs> I noticed a, a bit when they were making out that there was music playing was like a version of the same tune that's played later at his funeral. That actually Lucy actually sings like this funeral dirge for him. Yeah, and it, apparently it was uh, written by her too. I'm not sure if she did the tune as well. I I was looking at a few different sources and it seemed like maybe like on set, she just kind of made it up and did, you know, her sing-songy tune. And then Joseph Loduca, who does the music for the series, probably came back and enhanced it and did Mm -hmm. a more more backing track and all that. Mixed it up. Yeah. Apparently it's not a real language either. She was just kind of scatting. (laughs) From the heart. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just, it's beautiful, beautiful Mm -hmm. song. Yeah, and you don't see that she's singing it until the last, like, scene. Yeah. Where you, like, see her singing the very end of it. Yeah, but it's definitely Lucy's voice. Mm -hmm. It's it's a beautiful song. It's very cool. I I wonder if there was, like, she had a a meaning in mind for her lyrics or if it was just... Emotional wailing. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful emotional wailing. This sounds vaguely Bulgarian, like all the other songs in (laughs) in this show. Yeah. And at the end there, too, I was reading on Wish, and someone pointed out that when she's like, you know, my friend, uh, that's aside from Gabs and Hercaneolis, like, she, that's the only person she's called friend so far. Oh, yeah. So that is true. Yeah. That's a big deal. She doesn't make friends freely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't make relationships. She doesn't trust anybody. Yeah. One thing that I continue to love about Xena is her terrible bedside manner. Mm-hmm. and she has this line with the princess where the princess is like she's putting her in a little box full of weapons mm-hmm. and the princess is objecting and she's like oh i hate little places and Zena's like you'd hate a coffin more and then just shuts her in there <laughs> and i'm like all right then also a little place <laughs> <laughs> suck it up little missy i'm here to save you i love it god i freaking love it yeah I do like after she gets in the basket, Marcus comes along and is like doing this whole thing with, oh, what's in there? Are there arrows? Maybe I'll just shoot like this arrow. Why don't I demonstrate an arrow? (laughs) But when she actually, you know, admits that the princess is in there, he's more pissed that she was lying to him Mm -hmm. than, you know, that she's actually taking the princess away. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe if you had actually shared this with me, you know, I would have gotten on board with it and yeah. and you know i would have had an opportunity to do something good but now you've lied to me and i'm pissed off about it so i'm gonna i'm gonna react in a bad way and make poor choices because <laughs> i'm filled with anger and hurt but yeah i do appreciate that he is super perturbed that he did not get the opportunity to decide whether or not he wanted to right. help her yeah and maybe you fucked up my chance to be good could have been good, Xena. Could have been good. Well, he, then he was. And then he was. A little. <laughs> a, like a little bit of good. And then... <laughs> he steps in front of the arrow. Corpsey. And then Xena takes her chakram off stun. <laughs> and <laughs> We're not just stunning this time. We're slitting that throat. That's right. 
not just a bang to the cheek. Yeah, Byzantius gets it in the throat. Yeah, she full on rage murders. I do want to point that out. Yeah, she, she rage murders. That, that was not, she did not kill that person to protect anyone because the damage was already done. Right. She revenge murdered him. Yeah. Like in rage, where she's like, like her face when she sets her chakram loose is just like, ah! So. Yeah, I feel like maybe I'm wrong here. I feel like so far in at least Xena's own series, we haven't seen her kill anyone yet. Is that true? No, I thought so too, but she killed somebody, I want to say last episode. Oh, okay. Did she? I feel like she did. Because I feel like she's been trying to like disable and knock people out mm-hmm. more than just... Oh, the baby guy. She killed the guy at the end of the baby one. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, the bad baby guy. Yeah. She killed him. But, I mean, he deserved it, so. (laughs) He was going to fuck that baby up, and she was like, no. Right? We don't do that here. Okay. Well, but she is seems like it's been less. She's definitely (laughs) killing less, because, like, before she became good, back when she was hanging out with, like, pre-Herc, she was just, like, murdering right and left. Like, we saw her in the first, like, battle scene she was in. She killed, like, five or six people. Right. Watch somebody else kill like an old man, a lady. And was just like, eh, see you later. Mm. So definitely a big difference. And she seemed pretty quick to fuck with her own people too, if they weren't loyal or whatever. Yeah. What is your quote? <laughs> My quote, of course, takes place in the hot tub room during that glorious scene where she's showing her beautiful legs off. The last time I talked business with a handsome man in a hot spring... I almost lost a war. And I just, I find it funny. I don't know if she's referring to a specific time. I feel like for Xena, she is referring to a specific time when she says in her just most sultry voice, the last time I talked business with a handsome man in a hot spring, I almost lost a war. (laughs) Like, it's so, it's like dripping with bullshit (laughs) because she's clearly trying to get this guy away from her right but it's just it's great too like it's super sultry and believable i'm like you know what i bet this did happen i bet you were talking (laughs) business with a handsome man in a hot spring and almost lost a war once it's probably true (laughs) i love it i love the way she is able to just like throw herself into her lies, mm-hmm. you know, when she's bluffing her way in and out of things. Right. Um, she just did so good at it. So good. And there's no silly disclaimer at the end of this episode. I don't, we started getting them and then we lost them again. I don't know when we get them back. Yeah. We'll find out. But my disclaimer is that don't worry, we get to see hot Marcus again <laughs> because he'll, he'll come back and he'll still be very hot. All right. Anything else? My only other note that I wrote down is what the fuck is on Marcus's armor? What is on his armor? It kind of looks like some kind of strange rug <laughs> with like little things tied to it. I don't know what it is, it but it's of, like woven. It feels like Eolus's shirt. Yeah. All the little patchy bits. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like something of that time period. Maybe I should do some clothing research. But it looks like some, yeah, some kind of handmade woven design thing that's like stitched onto his leather armor. Mm. Pretty funky looking. Looks like a rug to me. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. All right. Because he looks funny. Then... And I want him to take it off. Take it off, Marcus. <laughs> take it off and get in the hot tub. Soon. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Marcus. <laughs> if he's not too dead. If he's not too dead. You can listen to more episodes of the podcast at justgalsbeingpals.com. You can listen right there on the website or subscribe in the pod 
podcatcher of your choice. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at a different new name. Because the man's <laughs> keeping us down. That has not been restricted at this point. So if you go to Xena Pals on Instagram and Twitter, we're more on both of those now. We're palling around. That's right. If you want to talk to us about the episode or send us a letter, we got a contact form on the website, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Caitlin, say your thing. Take excellent care of yourselves and put on sunscreen because the sun out there, man, it'll get you and drink water. Okay, bye. I love you. Bye.